and I don't know what to watch Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone, and welcome to the preview I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher Hello It's been a minute It has been a minute It's been a month It's been a month it's, 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 Well, it's been two months I guess, since we've talked. Last month, Jermaine, you had a conflict, and then I came down with a cold, so it kind of just passed us by Sam last fell month. ill with the plague. <laughs> it just felt, Jermaine, honestly, yeah. it just felt wrong to talk about your favorite time of year without you. <laughs> Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, last weekend, I did watch Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge on Disney+. <laughs> and how was that? Fantastic. You know that? Have you ever seen that movie, Sam? No, I've never seen it. They're getting married. I was just going to say, do you know that they are getting married? <laughs> first of all, first of all, Disney Plus, Disney Plus, we will not, Disney, not Disney Plus, Disney, we will not acknowledge Halloween Town 4. Never, never happened, never existed. Who cares? Why haven't we done a new Halloween Town movie with these people who are now getting married in real life? Missed opportunity. <laughs> Miss opportunity. They are in love. Uh, Jermaine, did you watch Goosebumps? No. <laughs> <laughs> what Halloween stuff have you watched? Halloween 10 to Calabar's Revenge. I watch Barbarian. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no words for how stupid. <laughs> I have no words for how stupid that movie was. You didn't like. Um, you didn't like uh, Justin Long being fed like a bird. Here's the thing. It was like it it really was like two separate movies stitched together as one. But I was happy to see Justin Long working. <laughs> okay. Um what else did I watch? I don't think I watched anything else Halloween related. I don't think. I will say I don't think we have either. I don't think we're really big like Halloween content people. Well, I would say that I'm finally watching something spooky adjacent in what we do in the shadows. Okay, which I'm almost caught very- up on very generous spooky adjacent <laughs> but sure they're vampires they are vampires that's that's halloween adjacent yeah there's blood i know it's been so long i don't even remember we went to halloween horror nights though at the beginning of halloween horror nights and so that was our halloween excursion for the year <laughs> how was that crowded um we went with your sister and by she, your, you mean Marissa's sister? Yes, with Marissa, your sister. My sister. I don't know why I just spoke in third person, but you just said <laughs> your like it could have been anyone. Sorry, I, I thought it, I thought it would be clear, but yes, um, your sister and she. <laughs> she was a fun person to go to horror nights with because she was very like reactive, very jumpy to any little, <laughs> any little thing. Yeah, but not in an obnoxious way where you get those like teenage girls who would just scream at the top of their lungs yeah just for existing yeah and um the thing about halloween horror nights is once you've done one house the other houses as far as like the tactics they use to scare you go are fairly similar Mm -hmm. but she actually seemed to get more scared as (laughs) as we went into more houses i think towards the end of our time at halloween horror nights we went into the one that was themed like the last of us and in that one, right at the end, there was this door and this, you know, person, you know, dressed up as one of the infected would pop out and it would strobe light. And I think at that point, she literally jumped and almost hit the wall behind her <laughs> trying oh to get God. away from this person. What if she <laughs> screamed at one of the people who were just like directing traffic in the house? That's true. There are just employees kind of like pointing you like, keep moving, keep going in this direction. And she legitimately <laughs> thought that that was part of <laughs> the scares of the <laughs> of that specific house. So it was a fun time. It was. A long night though. A long night. Very long lines. If you don't have like $250 to spend, you do have to wait for a very long time at some of these houses. So we did skip, I think we skipped Chucky because the line was just too long. It would have been like two and a half hours. And that's that's a bit too, too Sam, much how could you how could you skip Chucky? That's really, Sam, you skipped Chucky? I did skip. Well, Jermaine, I, I mean, we're there for one night. It's a it's a cost benefit. How how long will I wait for Chucky and then not be able to see everything else? The line for Chucky was like two and a half hours at one point. 
I don't think oh. I've ever waited for anything for two and a half hours. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Judgment retracted. So, <laughs> but the way that they did Jordan Peele was pretty cool because you got to go onto the back lot and it was kind of, <laughs> they kind of mixed everything Jordan Peele together. So there were like Jupiter's claim people running around, but also people in red jumpsuits. Um, so it was a little bit chaotic, but it was fun. Yeah, it was the Jordan Peele cinematic universe. It was. It was. October was a month. It was. It was a month. Marissa, what's your, if you could say one, like your favorite thing that you watched in October, because we got to keep it snappy. You have a lot to get to today. What What was the one, your one favorite thing that you watched in October? This is like asking me, what have I read recently? Like my mind just goes <laughs> like <laughs> blank. But I will say what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. It's okay. Very fun. Yeah. Nandor content specifically. Okay. Uh, Jermaine, what about you? Nothing stood out that I watched in October because I haven't been able to watch a lot. I will say I am knee deep in the Britney Spears book. And. <laughs> When I tell you that Ghost Rider did the thing on that book, read the book. <laughs> I heard Brittany. that Michelle Williams could win a Grammy for this. Michelle e- Michelle Williams could Michelle EGOT. Williams, Michelle Williams will EGOT off this Britney Spears book if she submits because I'm nervous that she won't submit because of, Brit- you know, not trying to capitalize off Britney. But I've heard the clips of Michelle reading the book in, like, Britney's voice. Yes. And I'm like, Michelle. Really good. Dawson Creek did not know what they had when they had you on that show, did they? Michelle <laughs> Williams is really good in the audiobook. Is audiobook a category that they do at the show, or is it one of the like like, like the extra categories that they do at the Grammys where it's like not televised? It's not I don't think it's televised. I I think it ha- it happens there because I remember last year, maybe the year before, seeing Viola Davis's um, acceptance speech because that's how she got her EGOT because she did the audiobook for her own memoir. But I don't think it's televised. But I think the award is given out there just like before I see. TV time. Yeah, because they they split the Oscars a couple of years ago into like the <laughs> the popular categories and the unpopular categories. Yeah. People rebelled. People did not love that. Marissa, the favorite, my favorite thing that we've been watching in October, uh, so obscure. Yeah. Has to be the Brazilian reality show Stranded with My Mother in Law on Netflix. In this show, uh, Jermaine, you're like, yeah, no. I feel like I, when you hear the COVID, title, everybody, I, I, everybody I, internalizes it and you're like, ooh. <laughs> COVID 2020. In this show, couples were sent to uh, a tropical place, tropical island, and told that they would be competing in a, in a series of competitions, and so they thought that they would be competing with each other. And then when they got there, one of the couple's mothers would be there. And then it turns out that they were actually going to compete with their son or their daughter-in-law, and then their actual son or daughter would get sent away to a bunker, and they would have to watch as their spouse and their mother competed together. And the thing about this is all of the relationships were very, very strained <laughs> to begin with. They came in with a lot of baggage. So it's been yeah, it's been pretty chaotic. It's been fun. I also will shout out um related to the reality sphere, House of Villains. Oh, House of Villains, can't, very can't, fun. Can't not House of work. Villains is a good time. I do enjoy House of Villains on E. Yes, Jermaine, we've been texting a little bit about lessons in chemistry, but... Well, Sam sent me the nastiest text. <laughs> first of all, I've, I've only seen the first two episodes. <laughs> Don't spoil it for me. The end of episode two, like, really was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> the end of episode two, like, really rocked me. But Sam was like, I can't wait to talk about how boring the show is. I find lessons in chemistry to be incredibly boring. It's so slow. And Jermaine, you might have been shocked, but I called it at the beginning of the episode. I was like, there's no way that this guy can live for her to have a cooking show. And then I think maybe like 15 minutes before it happens, I jokingly said, I think he's going to get run over by a bus in the vein of what is it? Grey's Anatomy, like in the vein of anybody getting run over by a bus. 
it Regina, happened on Lost. Regina George. Regina George. Yeah. Joy just Kamali. in the, yeah, in yeah. the, <laughs> the trope of someone getting run over by a bus. I, I jokingly said, I think that guy's going to get run over by a bus. And then, you know what? I could have written the show, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a little clinical. I wouldn't say it's boring. It also reminded me she's not just this MCU person, mm. which is something we have to remember about these people that you're actually talented and you're just not trapped by Marvel. And I will say, last thing, Loki season two, don't sleep on it. It's actually doing things. Well, maybe that's the push I need to finish episode that's one. I've been asking you to watch Loki with me for weeks. <laughs> Loki season two is doing, I think Loki season two is doing what they thought Ant-Man would do. Like, don't, I give Loki a try. So where do we want to start in November? Marissa, you, I mean, we, we briefly talked about this before hopping on, but I think November is a month all about, it's all about the movies. The movies. I think for. It's going to be a great month for, for Nicole. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Wait, go back, go back. Do the voice, do the voice. This is clearly directed at you. I don't do the voice. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> Which part? If I start, I can't stop. <laughs> okay, just do the first cinema, two lines. Cinema, oh, cinema, cinema. Do the do the cinema part. Isn't that what she says? Uh, no. AMC theaters. Yeah. <laughs> we make movies better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that this joke is still getting. I'm glad that this joke is still getting runway. She's been like, those have been playing before the movies now for like three years. <laughs> And you know what? I I mean, spoiler. She's in a. She's actually in a show. She's actually like being a, an actress this month. And I put it at the bottom of my list just for that. It was also a weird trailer. I, I mean, okay. Where Marissa? Where are we starting? Sounds like we're starting with movies. You want to start with movies? Yeah. Okay. And even though it is a month of movies, I feel like we are for the most part going to have the same movies. There's a lot of heavy hitters. In the I month of November. Really? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if we have the same list. Well, we were already talking about Brie Larson, so why don't we kick it off with the Marbles? Okay, we have the same list. Not <laughs> in my top five. <laughs> really? Sam, no. how dare you? It just, I, I don't know. The trailer didn't captivate me, and I feel like I've been tricked by Marvel too many times in this um, phase. Some of the trailers have been okay, and then the movies have been not the best, the fact that this trailer was just kind of like, ugh. I just, as I was watching it, I was like, uh, do I have to watch this too? And I felt like that was, that's the sign. I feel like Marvel fatigue is hitting for me. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> it's not, I, I, I understand that, but like, I want to see what they do with the Marvels, particularly because allegedly the runtime is one hour and 45 minutes, which is a gift from God. Beautiful. It's the shortest. Marvel runtime ever, and I'm just like, thank you. So I want to see what they do with the three of them coming together. I will say from the trailer, what I don't get is how her Captain Marvel Brie and what's her name, the one from One Division, Monica. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how they're interacting, and their interaction seems so pleasant. Short memories in the MCU. Yeah, (laughs) because the mom. I, I just want to see how the, the mom of it all plays out. And Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel was like one of the better Disney Plus series. Marissa, you have something no? to say. I just felt like in the trailer, like her character just came off as like a shtick. Like, I don't know. It was like, here's Brie Larson and here's Monica. And it was like, oh, and here's Kamala. And it was like. I think that she's so charming, though, and (laughs) I I feel like I'm looking forward to see her to seeing her play off of them. Sam, you're sexist, and let me tell you why. (laughs) Because she's no different from Tom Holland's Peter Parker, who I can't stand. Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker annoys me, and I like they're the same characters in a sense. Yeah, you just Think hate teenage it. girls. You're part of the problem. Yes. No, I'm not yes, saying Sam. that I hate it. Read Britney Spears' book, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on the... I mean, it's... In fairness, it's number six. 
It's just not in my top five. Marissa, why is it in your top five? Because why wouldn't it be? That's not a good answer. That's, because no, Brie that's Larson, not a good answer. Brie Larson. Because, Damn. and like, honestly, I, I feel like these movies are always so dude heavy. And just the fact that exactly. it's like three women at the helm. Women. Like, Sam, Guardians of the Galaxy was on your list. Ant-Man was on your list. Thor, when they had a children army, was on your list. But the Marvels is not on your list. I'm in Ooh, hindsight, Sam. I would revise my lists and take off <laughs> Ant-Man. We all would. We all would. <laughs> I would take off Thor. I would take off Doctor Strange. Okay, so then why isn't Miss Marvel, or no, sorry, why isn't the Marvels? I feel because like this is called I feel learning. Like I'm not going to get duped again. for you to put an MCU movie on the list until it's led by three women. The women. This is just purely a coincidence. Like at this point, I'm not putting. Is it? What's the one next? Is, is Captain America next year? I think is Captain that? America is next, right? Well, so, so Sam, when Captain America is a black man, you no longer want to watch Captain America. Oh my! God. Is that what you're telling me, <laughs> Sam? What what is wrong with you? He's really you're really digging a hole right now. You need to we need to move on. Sam. Unrelated because I did have Twisted Metal this, on my list. I feel like we you know that was a terrible. I actually liked terrible, Twisted Metal. I, I didn't hate it. Okay. <laughs> it's not an Anthony Mackie issue. <laughs> this is a Marvel-specific issue. Okay, Sam, but it's Marvel. It's not the DCU. It's Marvel. We have to stick with it. Oh, well, my, we have to stick with no, it. The top movie on my list is from a different franchise, and it's got to be The Hunger Games, uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I'm much more excited. That was number two. I'm much more excited for I'm this movie than that. the Marvels. Okay. It's number two. It's number two. It's number two. There's been some distance for me between, you know, the Hunger Games. When was was that like seven years ago? I don't remember. I don't know, but I will say that in my sort of like Rolodex of adaptations that just like live rent free in my brain, I will say that I do think that the Hunger Games franchise as a whole has one of the best like beginning to end track records with adaptations. Yeah. Yes. I love the, all the drama that I've seen on social media pre-release where they've clearly copied, (laughs) they've clearly copied the crowds, but very poorly because people are getting cut off. Love that. But you know, I just like AI stuff. I mean, it's not, I mean, I guess it's AI. It's, I mean, all movies do it right. Like, you know, they'll make copies. Yeah. They'll CGI in like, crowds of people to make them larger and like copy paste but like they clearly did a very poor job because in one of the stills i think from maybe it was the trailer they clearly had some work to do because like they missed a line and so one person is literally kind of like cut in half and (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna talk about the rachel ziegler drama and that was going to surprise me that you even knew i don't know that i know what is the rachel ziegler drama just like snow white just people are like, <laughs> just like the fact that the internet is like boycott Rachel Ziegler because of Snow they White. They hit her. Yeah, they hate Because her. of Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> they hit her because she's like, my Snow White is more, I don't, I don't want to misquote her, but she had said it wasn't like a traditional story. To which I said, to be fair, Kristen Stewart did do a non-traditional Snow White. True. To be fair, she did. I think people... So, Get frustrated with Rachel Ziegler for not being like quote unquote appreciative to enough of her jobs when she's just yeah. like, I just take these jobs yeah. because I need a job. And like with Shazam, she was like, I just needed a job. Yeah. Um, again, I have not seen that one. Again, sexism. Yeah. So I'm here supporting Rachel Ziegler. So don't come at me for the marbles. <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. No, this is, you're right. This Hunger Games to me is a franchise that did its thing with um, Jennifer Lawrence, took a break. So we're going back to it, not feeling, oh my God, why are they doing this again? There's no fatigue to it. And they took a break and they're coming back with a different story. And I'm interested to see how the people, because it's a prequel, so how did these people become so evil? Yeah, and not to throw... (laughs) 
I feel like I'm unnecessarily throwing uh, throwing some strays at Game of Thrones, but they waited until there was new source material, a full book, and then they adapted that book. They didn't just, you know, go willy-nilly and, and try to do something, you know, with no okay. source material. Okay. <laughs> Suzanne Collins was like, I'm going to give you the content when I'm ready to give you the content. Yeah. <laughs> she is my hero. She is who I want to be when I grow up. If you go to her website... <laughs> It is still like circa 2002. She's <laughs> nowhere to be seen or heard of. And she just drops these books. I don't want to burst your Susan Collins bubble, but you do know there's an allegation that the idea or the concept for the Hunger Games is plagiarized from there's this movie called Battle Royale where the kids are dropped into like the woods or the forest and they have to like battle to survive. And if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen Kill Bill, when she fights Go-Go, the girl with the swinging ball thingy, that girl is actually the girl from Battle Royale, and Quentin Tarantino actually just, like, pulled her out of Battle Royale in her schoolgirl outfit and put her in Kill Bill. An allegation, just putting it out there. But I love the Hunger Games. I could have won the Hunger Games, I firmly believe. (laughs) I don't know if that's something you want to brag about. <laughs> I, I, no, that is, Sam, we need to prepare for the end times. And the end times, I can win the Hunger Games. Jermaine, no offense. I think you've aged out. I think you're, you're in the clear. You've aged out of the Hunger Games. You, this is not something you need to worry about anymore. No, I want to play the Hunger Games. <laughs> and then there's also, like, so much, like, gossip associated with the Hunger Games where they were like, Jennifer Lawrence hooked up with Liam Hemsworth when he was dating Miley Cyrus. Like, so much drama. So much. Yeah. Okay, Jermaine, what else is on your list? <laughs> so off the rails. <laughs> I know. This, this is... This is uh, Saltburn. Saltburn starring... What's his name? From Borea, um, Jacob, who is now the new Elvis, who is put in Austin Butler to shame because Austin Butler spent a year cosplaying as Elvis. And Kate was like, yeah, I just did it and I got out. Um, there's not much about the movie out. There's a trailer and it seems just like, in a way, Gatsby for like Gen Z is the best mm-hmm. way I can like describe it. Rosamund Pike is in it. Carrie Mulligan. It's, it's, it's a decent cast. And I'm just excited to see what it becomes. Yeah, this was not on my list. Probably, I think mostly because I couldn't find that much about it. And I also didn't see, I never saw Promising Young Woman, even though I know that that movie got a lot of, you know, positive acclaim. Yeah. So, but this is, this is interesting to me. Wasn't on my list either. But the other Jacob Alordi moment is AKA Priscilla. Okay. I wouldn't say it's number, it would be like the next one on my list if I was going in order, but it just felt like a natural segue to bring this movie up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Priscilla, directed by Sofia Coppola. The trailer really got me in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. I was like, huh, maybe I do want to see this movie. And I do find it fascinating that the age gap really does look very dramatic in the movie, but yes. they're only like a year apart. Like she's a year apart. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh my she God, looks she like looks a like a child. Yeah. I mean, Priscilla was a child. And she, yeah. And I think I saw Priscilla herself as a producer on the movie Priscilla endorsed Priscilla and yeah we love when yeah. a celebrity yeah. endorses yes. a movie about them yeah was that on your list it was not interesting we do have very different lists was it on your list Jermaine no it was not it was not I, I mean I know the one Jacob movie <laughs> <laughs> no the next I, yeah I feel like our lists are, are going to be very different uh, the next movie on my list I feel like I've been seeing this trailer a lot you know, I think in the coming off your, your note about what we do in the shadows, this is a film from Taika Waititi. It's called Next School Wins. It's a movie uh, in which Michael Fassbender plays this down and out uh, football coach. And uh, Oh, this one's finally coming out? Yeah, this comes oh. out in theaters on, I believe, the 17th. Did it get pushed? Everything gets pushed. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably did get pushed. Yeah, it's come out, it comes out on the 17th. And in this one... Uh, yeah, he gets basically fired from his, you know, high profile football coaching job and sent to coach the American Samoan football team who have recently lost a FIFA match 31 to zero. So he has a, a pretty hard task ahead of him. 
it just looks fun. Taika, Thor Love and Thunder is honestly a strike. So, you know, thin ice. not returning. <laughs> I read that he's not refer- returning to Thor movies. That's what I read recently. Honestly, probably a good thing. <laughs> good riddance. But yeah, I'll watch this movie. It looked fun. Yeah, I was very um, intrigued by the by the trailer when we saw it. I feel like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like so long ago. Yeah. I really thought that that movie came and went. No, it has not come it out yet. It hasn't even arrived <laughs> yet. So yeah, that was number two on my list. Cool. Where are we going next, Jermaine? Good Burger 2, because <laughs> I am a sucker for nostalgia, and I can't wait to see Welcome to Good Burger, Home of the Good Burger, Can I Take Your Order? <laughs> and Skeeton and Cal, I just have, I I just can't wait. That movie, seeing them together again after so many years, I just can't wait to watch that movie. And just like other people in it from like all that, like Josh Server is in it, Lori Beth Dinberg is in it, like it's just... I can't wait to see it. And you won't need to it's leave your house. It's basically there. <laughs> I don't have some bad streaming on Paramount Plus. And it is it is so funny. The movie is basically about the employees at Good Burgers being replaced by robots. How timely. Wow. A nostalgic franchise with a, with a timely twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really modernizing it. Well, next I'm going to take us to the big Disney movie of the Thanksgiving movie, Wish. Mm-hmm. Starring Ariana DeBoss and Chris Evans. I've seen this trailer multiple times and I'm still not super sure what this movie is actually about, but Really? I feel like I got on it. On my list. On my list, and I feel the same way. I'm I feel like, like I got why? it. There's a king and everybody sends their wishes to him. And he's bad. And he's bad. <laughs> and then this girl is like, I don't want to send my wish to you. You don't make any wishes come true. So she wishes on a star instead. And the star grants her wish. And then the king is like, that won't do. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it's about. Let's murder a child. (laughs) That's what all Disney movies are about. Let's murder this child. (laughs) The Lion King, the Little Mermaid. Let's murder this child. (laughs) The trailer song is very beautiful. And the animation style is very beautiful. And I can't wait. I have that on my list as well. I would rather see that than the Marvels. (laughs) You know what, Sam? Let it go. You're going to see the Marvel. I'm going to see the Marvel. Sam, it's an hour and 45 minutes. An hour and 45. Think about that. You could watch two movies in one night. Yeah, that's only half a Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. I've not gotten to that yet. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll get to that one at the time. No, I, I, have, that one, I, I have that one on my list, too. I, I will see it. The next movie on my list is an A24 movie. It's called Dream Scenario. And in this movie, everybody is having dreams. And everybody's dream stars Nicolas Cage. And no, I mean, I thought it looked very funny. Um, I love the kind of meta twist that Nicolas Cage's career has turned after Massive Talent first and now this movie. And yeah, I was I was in. I was like, I'll watch that. Every time that mm. Nicolas Cage comes up, I am now like, oh, but he's a Coppola. He, he, yes, that is true. And that like broke my brain when I learned that. And when now, did you learn that? Like recently? Like you didn't know that until very recently? Probably in the last year or so. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You just learned that? It wasn't part of my... Cultural awareness, I suppose. I didn't realize that he was. He didn't want to just a be Nepo cast baby. in roles because he's a Coppola. He wanted to be cast in roles because he acts insanely, and that <laughs> is commendable. <laughs> but no, Nicolas Cage was like a very formative, I feel like, person in my movie watching history because I watched National Treasure so many times as a child. Me too. And now, yeah, obviously, I'm going to watch Nicolas Cage in Dream Scenario. To bring it back to Marvel, I think Ghost Rider really ruined Nicolas Cage for me. Like mm. Ghost Rider was so bad. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Rider was not was not good. I think it was bad for everybody's career. All right, Jermaine, is there anything else on your movie list? No, my list is completed. Your list is completed. Marissa, anything else on your movie list? I do have one more. I feel like I know what it is. You know what it is. It's a very um, silly upcoming Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Um, called Xmas on Freebie. 
starring Robbie Amal and Leighton Meester. <laughs> Do I need to say more? No, but will I? Yes. Basically, they are ex-fiancés, but she ends up at his house for Christmas because he tells his family that he's not coming home for Christmas and she's very close with his family. So then they both end up just like celebrating Christmas at his parents' house and trying to get rid of each other. And like Leighton Meester thinks that his parents will love her more than they love him. But really, don't they still love each other? Don't they? It just looked very fun. I feel like you described the whole movie. <laughs> but but with these movies, Sam, it's not about the it's not about Sam, the destination. It's that time of the year. It is. It does feel, it does have the vibes of a Hallmark movie. Yes, it's that time of the year. Hallmark movies are fast coming. But it, it, it doesn't look as like sanitized as a Hallmark movie, though. I, I guess that's true. Okay, the last movie on my list is Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And you want to see that over the Marvels? I do want to see that over the Marvels. I think after yeah. seeing Joaquin as the Joker, he's just a scary guy. Like, and I, I will see him as, as Napoleon. It's, it's Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby of The Crown. So, yeah, I'll see it. Blech. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So that is November in movies. Time to tackle TV. Mm. Um, let's try to expedite this this process. Okay. We are Who's that directed at? <laughs> all of us. We are all. We are all okay. Are all... all right. I'm ready. Okay, just kick us off. All right, and what I'm sure will be a surprise to no one, given that my favorite show from last year was The Rehearsal, the, the <laughs> show about which I'm most excited in November 2023 is The Curse, starring Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone, Benny Safdie. I, uh, I mean, similar to how you feel about Wish, I don't know that I know what this is about. Um, Me either. <laughs> I, I, it's on my list. It's on my list. And I'm just like, Emma, what are we doing here? <laughs> in, this, in this trailer, <laughs> Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone play a married couple who are going to this town called Española. And in this town, they are acting as kind of like home renovation like a home renovation couple, essentially, like a Chip and Joanna Gaines. Chip, Chip yeah. and Joanna, that's the same vibe I got from yeah. it. And in the process, they're talking about how they're really kind of like uplifting the community of this town. And, you know, to help sell the image, they need some footage of them doing positive things in the community. So Nathan Fielder, uh, he's like, get, get a shot of me giving money to this girl. So he gives $100 to this little girl. And then... That's the only money that he has. So after the take is over, he goes back up to the little girl and he's like, hey, can I have that $100 back? And she's like, no, you gave it to me. No give backs. And then, <laughs> and then he takes it back from her and then she puts a curse on him. And that's the, that was what I got. <laughs> that, that's, that's basically where we're at. And what more do you need to know? I, what more do you need to know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the curse... Uh, it'll be on both Showtime and Paramount Plus on, uh, well, I think it's on Paramount Plus first, actually, on, on uh, November 10th. So The Curse is number one on my list. Strong choice. Strong choice. Yeah. yeah. Bop to Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, The Curse was up there, but number one on my list is um, a show that is so toned up, but I also like want to <laughs> watch it because I think I could win. Squid Game the Challenge. Oh, number two on my list. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. And I'm just like, you know, tone deaf capitalism, like Squid Game was like a very precise commentary on society. And Netflix is doing this reality version of it. And I'm just like, because when I watched Squid Game, I was like, I think I could win everything up until... <laughs> The glass, when you're, like, jumping from glass to glass. Well, that's just love. I'm just like, okay, that's where you have me. Because, like, <laughs> I think I could win everything else. And obviously, the, the this reality version is not so deadly. So I'm very just giddy to see how 
people navigate these challenges. And I can't wait to watch the show. Yeah, to your point, I think a lot of people missed what the show was actually about. Um, but what I'm what I am sure of is Netflix saw everybody on TikTok playing these games and was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, no one will be monetizing this but us. <laughs> yeah, when when you said earlier that you could win the Hunger Games, I was like, oh, we're definitely talking about <laughs> Squid Games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That trailer alone just freaked me out. A lot of things, like, we've talked about how bad I am with horror. A lot of things don't get me. Squid Game got me. And just those shots of, like, actual people just, like, walking, like, the stairs. Just the shots of them and, like, the the triple-level bunk beds. the (laughs) triple-level bunk beds. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, I know no one's going to die, but, like, I don't know. felt a little too too close. Could they die? Like. Are they going to die? Like, how how real to the, the scripted TV show are we going to get here? Well, I thought you, Marissa, I thought you would be very into it because when you think about, like, how they must have done this show, like, there are so many contestants, right? There's, like, 466 people competing. You don't know who's going to be your main character as you go in. You don't know who's going to die in the first episode, but you have to, like, craft the story after. I do think it'll yeah. be really interesting from a narrative perspective. That's so many people. Yeah, it is a lot of people. Yeah. It will be very interesting to see how the edit unfolds. How they pick them off quickly. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure they're not doing more than 10 episodes. They, they can't do more than 10 episodes. I mean, I, I don't have a Big Brother-esque time in me to like watch because i'm behind on big brother <laughs> so they can't like they need to like do a quick slashing of the cast in the first two episodes will there be a token old person who makes it all the way to the end similar to the actual squid game i Hopefully hope so because he was evil and will he that person evil. be a producer <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah how meta is it gonna get yeah <laughs> yeah Oh my god, I can't wait to watch that show. <laughs> like it like it are like do we have to figure out will one of the people be like working on the inside? Mm, and we have to Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that until you said it, but now mm. it's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, you're you're in now you're in. You're in now. I'm I'm not not in. It just not- <laughs> creeped me the fuck out. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Cuz that's real, Sam. Somebody has to be in on it. I mean, if it is like the show, like the actual show, someone must be in on it. All right, Marissa, what's what's number one on your list? Or did we talk about number one on your list already? Number one on my list, well, I probably would have said The Curse first okay. as well. But the next show on my list is Apple TV's The Buccaneers. I don't know what I thought that show was going to be when I saw the title of it. But then I watched the trailer. And then we had uh, Miss Olivia Rodrigo's All-American Bitch. But everybody's in, like, period costumes. And it's very, like, Bridgerton meets, like, Downton Abbey. But, like, a little edgy. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's apparently based on an ad- It's an adaptation of Edith Wharton's unfinished novel. Which, has that ever happened? I mean, besides Game of Thrones. I think it's interesting, right? <laughs> like- <laughs> Game of Thrones catching more strays. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, to adapt an unfinished novel, like, you could really take it anywhere. You really could take it anywhere. Um, Marissa, what's your favorite Edith Wharton novel? Don't don't call me out like this. You know I've only read Ethan Frome because we had to read Ethan Frome. I had to read Ethan Frome twice. I, it was me part too. of my freshman year curriculum and my senior year curriculum. I did not have this on my list because when I, similar to you, uh, saw the show, I thought I'd be getting a show about pirates. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, like a new black sales. And then it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in I'm in the other room while Sam is researching and I just hear Miss Olivia's voice and I'm just like, Sam's listening to Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> since when? <laughs> I, it's not surprising to me at all that you're in. It was also giving Dickinson in the tone and in the like mashing up of like period <clears throat> plus with like the modern music mm-hmm. and I love Dickinson. Yeah. So it's, if it's even giving like a little bit of that, I'm excited. Yeah. I could see that. The next show on my list, I feel like I might need, I might need to do a little bit of research going in because I haven't seen the movies, but uh, the show is called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. 
How have you not seen the movies? That is I don't not know. I missed the not... movies. No, I just somehow missed uh, Godzilla, and then after I missed Godzilla, and I don't know how I missed Godzilla because you know Millie Bobby Brown was in it. Yes, her mother is like. <laughs> It's such a bad movie. Her mother was like, "Wanna fight the chief scientist?" And then they go down into like the Earth's crust, and she just like brings Millie. I'm like, "Why are you bringing your child into this place?" Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So I do feel like I need to watch those movies. But in Mon- uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, it lives in kind of like a post. I forget what the last movie was called. Regardless, this takes place in the world kind of like after that, and everybody knows that monsters exist now, and that, um, you know, San Francisco is now like basically demolished. And so it turns out there's been this government conspiracy where they knew about the monsters, and I don't know, it just feels like it kind of expands upon the world. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. I, I guess now I need to go back and watch. That was not on my it list. It was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay. That was the last one, King of the Monsters. But yeah, I, I'm into that, and I am also excited to watch it. I think it's like Kirk, Kurt Russell that's in it. That's Kurt Russell, my mo- one of my mom's faves. <laughs> Loves okay. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell. And his son is in it. Wyatt Russell is in it, who plays a younger version of him, who's also in the MCU, but we won't talk about that. Jermaine, where are we going next? I am going to A Murder at the End of the World, starring your homegirl from The Crown. Emma, Qu- Emma, Emma Cornyn. Is that how you say Emma, Emma Corrin. It's basically the girl with a dragon tattoo without the dragon tattoos. From what I yeah. gathered from the trailer, it's she's a young detective. She's invited to this this like remote house in this location and somebody dies and then she has to solve. I think it's in Alaska, said in Alaska. Or I think it's said in Alaska. And then she has to like solve the murder. And I'm like, this is just the girl with a dragon tattoo without the tattoos, but she actually has tattoos in the trailer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. This this show was on my list a couple of months ago and then it got pushed back. It got um, pushed, yeah. Yeah, similar to another, I thought, Jermaine, I thought you would have mentioned Rap Shit now that it's finally. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I, it's, it's, I'm so irritated by it. Then I was like, oh, I can't stand a stupid show. Um, <laughs> but it, it's premiering in November because, well, we also did not address that the writer's strike has ended. So True. the writers are back at work. We just Woo! have no actors. Yeah. <laughs> One step at a time. Halfway there. <laughs> One step at a time. Like, we have the writers back, but we have no actors. So, yes, Rap Shit is coming back in November. No, but I, I did mention it before. Uh, yeah. And I don't have it on my list now, but I am still very excited for that show. Marissa. <laughs> Please. The last two shows on my list are both very silly in different ways. So I thought I would just go through them both okay. quickly. Sure. Um, the first one I have on my list is an Australian import on Paramount Plus called Colin from Accounts. I thought you were going to say Far Away Downs also for a second. And I was like, stop it. <laughs> no. um, also, which, that was the last one on my list. <laughs> it looks fun. It's like... Yeah. Giving, it's like a rom-com-esque situation where the meet-cute is a man hitting a dog with his car and then these two people yeah. just like figuring out how to care for Thanks. this this maimed dog <laughs> and I guess fall in love in the process. I don't really know how we're going to get from point A to point Z, but... Why did he say in the trailer the vet bill was like... $12,000. Like for a dog? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for being a good Samaritan. Yeah. Granted, he caused that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got some chuckles out of the trailer, so it made me want to check it out. Mm -hmm. And then the last show on my list, the most embarrassing show perhaps on my list. I know where you're going with this. (laughs) Twin Love. (laughs) Okay. What? It's on Amazon Prime. It's from the producers of Love Island. It's hosted by the Bella Twins. And it's basically just like taking sets of identical twins and separating them and making them all date each other. And like your space in the show is contingent on like your twin. Like like there's pair ups like like on Love Island. But like if your twin pairs up with someone, but like you don't, you're single at the end, then you both go home. But you have no contact with each other. It looks messy and confusing yeah i 
the way that they like, like positioned the show was weird because it seemed simultaneously like a dating show and a social experiment where they wanted to see if like two pairs of twins unrelated to each like Are separate gonna, from like, each date other the would same date the same like people. would be attracted to the same oh. person. And if it is, I mean Marissa, you <laughs> is everybody wait, is everybody on the show a twin? Yes. They're all sets of identical twins. And then they get they're in, but there's two houses. So one twin is in each house. Um and then they all like date each other. And all Marissa, love you said no, she don't say. No, don't, don't, no, no. It's not incest, but it's incest adjacent. So I'm interested. That's what, see, that, see, I don't know what to say because, like, at first I thought, are they going to date each other? And I'm just like, how, how is it going to work? And then my mind went to, like, obviously, Mercade and Ashley movies. It takes two. I'm like, do they swap places? <laughs> No, like, do they, like, do you take one twin out of one house and, like, swap them and would they? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know where exactly we're going to go. <laughs> I don't know how they decided which twins are going with which, they are going to be in what house. I don't know. Do you know that if identical twins marry each other, then their children are biological siblings? If identical twins, like, oh, you like mean, like, if two pairs, two of, pairs identical, of identical yeah. twins marry two. each other? Then their children. See, when are you say that, siblings. I was like, two. <laughs> yeah, that was why. Yeah, it took me. It took me like, a second too. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why would they marry each other? How would they have kids? Like, <laughs> I mean, Sam Barbarian, the movie. Let's That's, not go there. Okay. 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 Like, oh, okay. Once again, we're going off the rails, Sam. What's the rest of your list? Yeah, so I have two more shows on my list. Uh, one is All the Light We Cannot See. I read the book. Since when? I read it as like a summer reading one year. I saw that trailer and I was like, I can't deal with Nazis right now. There's too much going on in the world. That's fair. I, I just remember I really enjoyed the book. You know, Mark Ruffalo is in it. Hugh Laurie is also in it. And yeah, oh, Hugh I just, Laurie. Hugh Laurie is in it. House. Indeed, Mr. House. Uh, or sorry, Dr. House. Dr. Uh, House. Sorry. Yeah, show some respect. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. House. I think you are. Um, and yeah, so for that reason, I was uh, I put it on my list because uh, mostly because I'd read the book. And I feel like at the point at which I've read the book, I might as well watch the show. Um, and then the last show that was on my list was Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the animated version of Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world. It seems like it's basically, you know, covering the same plot as the movie just an animated form, but what was fun about it is that all the same actors who played their roles in the live-action movie are returning to voice their animated characters. So Aaron Taylor Johnson is in this movie? I believe so. I mean, I'm not sure about Aaron Taylor Johnson, but I know Michael Sarah came back. Brie Mary Larson. L Brie Larson, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mae Whitman. Chris Evans, Mae Whitman, Ellen, Ellen Wong, like there's a lot of them came back to voice their characters again. No, he was not. He was in Kick-Ass. He was not in Scott Pilgrim. He was in Kick-Ass. It's just like the movie, just like the graphic novel, Gotta Fight Seven Evil Exes, just classic Scott Pilgrim things. And that was my list. There's a lot going on in November. There's a ton going on there in November. A lot. Yeah. I know. We didn't even mention that the fact that there's another Twin Flames documentary. <laughs> oh my God. Just so much going on. Did we even talk about Twin? I think we missed Twin Flames 1. <laughs> oh, that's true. Like we didn't even cover. <laughs> yeah. Jermaine, are you familiar with the Twin Flames? No. Twin we Flames. Off we can offline about it, but there will be now a second documentary about Twin Flames. The Twin Flames universe. I know, Mercy, you didn't even talk about Love Island Games. Shout out, Love Island Games. <laughs> I will probably watch it. I don't know. I'm just ready for Big Brother to be over. It's I know. It's, it's I, done. I need to find a week, and I'm just like, why is it still happening? Why is it still going on? Get we are fully entering the month of November. Stop. Like, <laughs> how did these people get so much time off from work? I don't know. I can only handle Julie Chen Moonves from the end of June to like mid September. Exactly. Like, you know how Mariah is for Christmas? <laughs> belongs to the summer she goes away and then she comes back next summer <laughs> yeah. it should not be 
in she's, the fall. She's hibernating, literally. She doesn't wake up. She, <laughs> she wakes up just for this. Do we still do the top streamer of the month? I feel like my picks are kind of all over the place. I don't know that I can really shout out one. And most of my movies are like theatrical. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've got a lot. I mean, most of mine are on either Netflix or Paramount. Most of my top stuff. Cool. And you know what's annoying? Apple TV Plus is raising the price again. Boo. <laughs> I don't pay for it, so I don't care. They, they need uh, to the stop The price on everything is going up. Like, at this point, <laughs> we should just go back to cable. It's expensive out there. No wonder Nathan Fielder needs his $100 back. <laughs> well, True. we did it. We're back. That Boom. was that was the November preview. I cannot believe that next time we chat, it will be Hallmark season officially. Oh, Marissa, we didn't even mention the most important thing coming back in November. What? The final season of The Crown, part one. Oh, that's <laughs> your job. That's your job to shout that part out. Part one. I'm shouting it out right now. Part one of The Crown comes back. So obviously, Ivan and Carlin and I will be talking about that. Starting on the 16th. Well, I don't know that we'll talk about it on the 16th, but... The crown is back. The crown is back on the 16th. Final season. Let's go. Be crowning around once more. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now I can wrap it? Yeah, yeah. You can wrap it now. Well, that was the November preview. As always, you can follow us on various platforms on the internet that we are not very active on, such as (laughs) (laughs) at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter and at Outfit Repeaters Podcast on Instagram. Oh, just Instagram now, not X. <laughs> I said Twitter. I'm oh, still sorry. calling it Twitter. Damn, that raggedy app <laughs> will always be Twitter. Okay? Ain't nobody calling it. No I X. sometimes see X formerly known yeah, as Twitter. That's, that's how they report it when they write like long form. <laughs> yeah, it gets an like FKA. Times. They write X formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Like, okay. All right, if you. Uh, Need any other recommendations from previous months? You can find those either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com, or as Marissa said, on any platforms where podcasts are available. See you next month. December. Yeah. couch and i don't know what to watch oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview